Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Discovery. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you learn about an experiment that may have accidentally found dark energy, the time a prehistoric fish came back from the dead, and four magic words that could double your chances of getting what you want. Let's satisfy some curiosity. An experiment beneath Italy's Apennine Mountains is hoping to find the exotic substance known as dark matter. It's an impressive goal, but as it turns out, nature might have done us one better. In a recent analysis, scientists might have found something even weirder, dark energy. For a refresher, since the 1920s, scientists have noticed something strange about the universe. Gravitational movements of galaxies were different from what they had expected from Einstein's theory of relativity. There must be extra mass out there that we can't see. They called it dark matter. Then later, in 1998, scientists realized that there was another strange process going on. Some kind of force that was pushing galaxies away from one another at an accelerating pace. They called that dark energy. These strange substances make up a huge part of the universe. Dark energy makes up 68% of the universe, and dark matter, 25%. The last 5% is all that regular matter that makes up our bodies, our planet, our solar system, all the stuff we currently know and understand. So, dark matter and dark energy are extremely common in the universe. We just haven't been able to find any of it. Which brings us to that experiment in Italy. And vats of xenon. See, normal matter like cosmic rays, muons, and neutrinos smash into the xenon atoms and cause events, like brief flashes of light or free electrons. And those can be detected by this experimental setup. Scientists measure the number of collisions that happen with this expected normal boring matter, and they know how many events to expect in a given time period. But recent data showed that the number of events was much, much higher than they expected. So what's going on? There were a few possible explanations for this strange anomaly, like contamination from tritium, an isotope of hydrogen, or some strange behavior from neutrinos. But those have now been ruled out. That means the most likely explanation is that they were from particles called axions. Axions are the name for theoretical dark energy particles that scientists think might be the stuff that's pushing galaxies away from each other. It would be the first time we've ever detected them on Earth. Although this is early evidence, scientists hope it's the beginning of us being able to examine dark matter and dark energy close up. Considering that this stuff makes up the vast majority of the universe, I'd say that's a very big deal. As anyone who's read a Far Side cartoon knows, land animals began their evolution in the ocean. A major player in that tale was a fish called the coelacanth, which had a certain knack for crawling on land. 300 million years ago, at least 90 distinct species of coelacanths thrived in the Earth's oceans, but they went extinct about 65 million years ago. Or so we thought. Dun-dun-dun! Coelacanths are a big part of a group of fish known as the lobe-finned fishes. This is as opposed to cartilaginous fishes, like sharks, and ray-finned fishes, like Dory in Finding Nemo. The lobe-finned fishes had bony skeletons and muscular limbs with fins attached that were strong enough to allow some of their descendants to crawl out of the water onto land. 
Scientists believe that these fishes were an important part of Earth's long-gone ancient life that lived and died along the dinosaurs. So you can probably imagine the surprise Marjorie Courtney Latimer felt when she realized these fish weren't actually extinct. In 1938, Courtney Latimer was a museum curator in East London. One day, she was called down to the docks to take a look at a weird fish that a fishing boat had brought in. It was five feet long, about a meter and a half, and its scales were flecked with iridescent blue. She had no idea what it was, but she knew it was special. So she took it back to the museum. She called a fish researcher friend at nearby Rhodes University to help her ID the fish, and that's when they realized what it was. The coelacanth wasn't extinct after all. The fish displayed almost all of the characteristics of known fossil coelacanths, including traits long lost by more modern fish species. For one thing, the living coelacanth had a primitive rostral organ, which is a gel-filled sac that forms part of a rudimentary electrosensory system. Scientists had only found this trait in fossils of the species. Well, today, there are two known living coelacanth species. One is in the Indian Ocean, while the other was discovered in 1997 near Indonesia. Biologists refer to them as living fossils, or living species that have been largely unchanged for millions of years. These living examples are the remainder of a persistent population that wouldn't quit, even in the face of mass extinction. I guess that's why it's the coelacanth and not the coelacanth. There's a super simple language hack you can use to get people to do what you want. And in case you missed it the first time we talked about it, here's the story from 2018. Remastered just for you. And you know, slowed down a bit. So you can actually understand us. All right, Ashley, do you know the four magic words to getting what you want? I have dollar bills. I have one that's a little more universal. All right. The next time you ask someone for something, try adding these four magic words to the end of your request. But you are free. Or, but you are free to refuse. Huh. Yeah, it's a simple psychology hack. In 2013, communication researcher Christopher Carpenter published a meta-analysis of research on the but-you-are-free compliance-gaining technique. In one of the original experiments, researchers found lone shoppers in a shopping mall. And they were like, sorry, sir or madam, would you have some coins to take the bus, please? But sometimes they added, but you are free to accept or refuse. And with that little phrase, but you are free... Not only were shoppers more likely to give money, but when they did give money, they gave twice as much money towards the bus fare. So that might be because you're kind of taking away the ability for the person to say no in, in a way. That's why the exact wording doesn't matter. Some research also tried the phrase, but obviously do not feel obliged. That was just about as effective, but it's a bit wordier. So give it a shot next time you want something. All right, well, let's recap the main things we learned today. Well, we learned that an experiment designed to find dark matter may have found evidence for dark energy instead. Dark matter and dark energy make up the vast majority of the universe, but we don't know a whole lot about them, and we haven't been able to find any. But a dark matter hunting experiment that measures how often particles of regular matter collide with xenon atoms found way more collisions than expected, and that might be evidence of dark energy. Very exciting. 
Can you imagine if we actually found hard evidence of dark matter and dark energy in our lifetimes? We've seen plenty of evidence for that. I do want to make that clear. We have tons and tons and tons of evidence that dark matter and dark energy exist. This is not like the modern version of ether where we're just you know, using it to make the math work, we have tons of evidence. And every time someone tries to come up with a model of the universe that doesn't involve dark matter, it never works. They always have to tweak it to make something like dark matter exist. So we're almost completely sure that it exists. But if we had the particle, if we had evidence of the particle, imagine how amazing that would be. It'd be a lot. It would. And we learned that the coelacanth is an ancient lobe-finned fish that played a big role in the evolution of land animals. And for a long time, scientists believed it died out with the dinosaurs. That is until 1938, when a fishing boat found one off the coast of London. We now know that there are two species of coelacanth in the world, down from the 90 or so that existed millions of years ago. And the remaining species have pretty much stayed the same as they were in those days. It's like a 1938 version of Extinct or Alive on Animal Planet. It is. It's exactly like that. We thought it was extinct. Nobody went looking for it, but it showed up. And uh, you know why no one went looking for it? Because Forrest Galante wasn't born yet. Yeah. Just kidding. I know that there are a lot of scientists who are looking for extinct species. but (laughs) (laughs) But this time it just showed up in a fishing boat. It was just like, hey, I exist. Look at me. It was an empowered, independent coelacanth. Yeah, who didn't need no man. Don't need no man. And we learned that these four magic words could help you get what you want. But you are free. Or, but you are free to refuse. Or anything along those lines. This is called the but you are free compliance gaining technique. Basically, when you give someone the option to say no, they're up to twice as likely to give you what you're asking for. Which honestly, I feel like I do this... In emails a lot, and I try not to, I, tr- I always do the the thing where I'm asking for a favor, and then I'll say, if you can't, no sweat, or like, I understand if you're busy and you can't do this, but if you could, that'd be great. And I always try to, like, delete that sentence because it's like, what? There's no reason. There's no reason for that. But uh, maybe I should. Maybe I should include something like, but you are free to refuse. In other words, I don't think I will use those specific words. Sure, yeah. There was another similar hack that we talked about a while back. There was a study that if you give a reason for asking for something, people are more likely to comply. That's right. You're like a very minor alteration of, hey, can I use the copy machine? If somebody's like in line in front of you versus, hey, can I use the copy machine? I need to copy this for a meeting. Like that'll that'll increase your chances just by giving like, even if the reason is really mundane, sometimes it, even if it's just like, can I use the copy machine to make a copy? Like obviously that's kind of implied, but like weirdly that'll slightly increase your chances. So- Try that. That's called the copy machine study. (laughs) It's literally what it's called. (laughs) Well, there we are. How apropos. (laughs) Today's writers were Brianna Brownell, Cameron Duke, and Joni Folletto. Our managing editor is Ashley Hamer. Our producer and audio editor is Cody Goff. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. But you are free to do otherwise. I literally used this line the last time we ran this story. You did. You did. Yeah. And until then, stay curious.